0: Higher Things thanks you for your support. Please continue to support the work we do with youth by going to our website at higherthings.org, clicking on support and donating securely through PayPal. Your gift helps us in our mission to support pastors, youth workers, and parents in daring our church's youth to be Lutheran.
1: Hello again, and welcome to the Gospel Boldly Podcast, where we confess with St. John that these things are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and
0: that by believing you may have life in his name. We are your hosts. I'm Thomas Limkey, And I am still, in fact, Pastor Eric Brown. And it, it's good to be back um, amidst uh, trial uh, trial and tribulation and tumult <laughs> of the war. Uh, yeah, we, the we tentatio are, are... is
1: strong right now.
0: <laughs> oh, we we've been discussing uh, the the many snafus of the past few weeks. And Thomas, I-, I will ask, is your microphone on? Uh, checking. Yep. Yeah, All right. Okay. Good. 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 So 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 we won't lose Gideon. We lost Gideon, man.
1: <laughs> now my microphone was on. Then, in fact, uh, just briefly, I'll, I'll explain sort of what happened. Uh, somehow, the audio file that went into our online recorder that we use between the two of us was corrupted. So no problem, I have my backup that I record here locally just in case something like that happens. And then my computer just decides to die in the midst of processing that backup. It was the only backup copy that I had. And so since it was open in my, I don't know how this exactly works either, but since it was open in my audio station at the time the computer crashed, it just flatlined, no sound. It was still the length of time that was recorded for, you know, like whatever, 45 minutes or, or whatever we do. But there was no input, even Appar- though it was there. When it, anyway,
0: apparently Thomas drank from the 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 creek from the lake in the wrong fashion, and it was not <laughs> needed. So we're, there you have it. We're we're going to be jumping back into judges, and we're at Judges chapter twelve, and and who knows, maybe things will go wrong because after this chapter, we'll start into another famous judge. But but but. but not uh, that was me knocking on wood, even though that's utterly superstitious and such. But but are we, are we ready to dive in? Yeah, I think but so. I, I still I'm were ready to do this. eager to get in the word. Let's get in the word. So can right. you start reading at chapter 12, verse 1? Sure enough.
1: The men of Ephraim were called to arms, and they crossed to Zaphon and said to Jephthah, Why did you cross over to fight against the Ammonites, and, and did not call us to go with you? We will burn your house over you with fire. And right. Jephthah. Oh, go ahead.
0: Now, now remember something. Jephthah is the, the guy who made the foolish vow, had to kill off his daughter. To, but but mm-hmm. note the situation here. There's always that seeking for glory. We want to be in on the action. We want to help make sure that uh that we get in on any of the spoils and stuff. And hey man, you, you didn't bring us. However, over and over through the whole entirety of judges. Do you know how? God is always undercutting that that desire for human glory. With Gideon, no, you don't need as many troops. With the other folks, you don't need all this. It's not about you and your glory. It's about accomplishing safety for your neighbors and making sure that it's clear that God is the one who accomplishes it. So you have this this constant underfighting against mankind's desire for glory, desire to be in on the action, as it were. Makes sense. All right. That that was my caveat there.
1: So cool. All right, verse two. And Jephthah said to them, I and my people had a great dispute with the Ammonites. And when I called you, you did not save me from their hand. And when I saw that you would not save me, I took my life in my hand and crossed over against the Ammonites. And the Lord gave them into my hand. Why then have you come up to me this day to fight against me?
0: Okay. So now that you saw that it well it went well you want to help out. You, you weren't willing to help out beforehand, so it's like the children's book I
1: read to my son about the chicken who bakes the bread. What's I that don't called? Know that. I don't if know. I read the story you think I would know what it's called, but yeah, chicken not chicken little. There's a chicken and she's like, Who will help me sow the wheat? Nah, nobody wants to pitch in, none of the barnyard animals. Well, who will help me harvest the grain? Nah, 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 nah. Well, who will help me bake it? Nah, nah. Who's gonna help me
0: eat the cake? I'll help. No, you won't. <laughs> so, so, I see that you're instructing your child in in uh, the ways of eating gluten. Very good. Um, <laughs> all right. But but there is that that idea of do, do you see how this is almost kind of sour? This is not care and love. One of the things is uh, you get in the the Ten Commandments that that we should help our neighbor protect and improve his income, property, and income. Yeah. And so when our neighbor has success. Even if we didn't get in on it, e- even if if they found the investment opportunity and, and I didn't get on it and they make bunches of money, I, I, I shouldn't be mad at them for making their success because, hey, that, that's awesome. Even if I'm not in on it, even if it doesn't directly benefit, I can be happy for, for my neighbor even if what they get doesn't benefit me at all. And yet that, this seems to be not going on here. There's a, hey, hey, we, we want our bread buttered here too, pal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jephthah's like, oh, well, hey, man, n- not my thing. You, you didn't do anything and God gave me victory. So there you go. Why they are you fighting? It. What's your problem? All right. All
1: right. Verse four. Then Jephthah gathered all the men of Gilead and fought with Ephraim. And the men of Gilead struck Ephraim. Because they said, You are fugitives of Ephraim, you Gileadites, in the midst of Ephraim and Manasseh. And the Gileadites captured the fords of the Jordan against the Ephraimites. And when any of the fugitives of Ephraim said, Let me go over, the men of Gilead said to him, Are you an Ephraimite? When he said, No, they said to him, Then say, Shibboleth. And he said, Sibboleth, for he could not pronounce it right. When they seized him and slaughtered him at the fords of the Jordan... Oh, then they seized him, rather. At that time, 42,000 of the Ephraimites fell. Jephthah judged Israel six years. Then Jephthah the Gileadite died and was buried in his city in Gilead.
0: Now, we, we do see how the desire to get in on, on the action ended up not working out well. That that was a, a calculated risk that was poorly done by the Ephraimites. And again, no it, question do you, do you see how this is, becomes intertribal warfare this becomes mm-hmm. a matter of instead of just enjoying the freedom that you have where god has placed you no 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 i want what my neighbor has and it goes sideways it goes bad i do like the fact that that ah oh, you pronounced it wrong <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, the what do you call these things is it wash or warsh oh you said it was warsh you must be killed ah. <laughs> i'm but It's just an interesting, the regionalism got to him and, and it's just, ah, man, don't, don't try and take advantage of your neighbor because, okay, one thing to to think about, we have two commandments about coveting, right? Nine and 10. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you covet, you see what your neighbor has. And you become so focused on that that you are discontented with what you had. Were, were the people of Ephraim, the Ephraimites, were they lacking anything where God had placed? Them? No, but they were not content with the gifts God gave. And so then they ignore the gifts God gives, tries to get the gifts God gave someone else, and everything goes sideways.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There, there is a little bit of a, contentment is a wonderful thing. And, and it should be had by all. And even if someone has more than you, that's not a reason for you not to be content with what you have. If you learn to see all the things you have as a gift and a good and appropriate gift for you, that that that, that leads to a little bit more contentment. And not going to fall and taking everything into your own hands and going astray and getting yourself into a world of hurt. Fair enough? No question.
1: That fair. That's fair.
0: Or, or to put it this way, too how are you going to view what you have in your life? Is it, is it not enough? Cause someone else has more and I'm going to be discontent and angry and try to use force to, to get my way. Or are you going to view everything as a gift freely given to you by God more than what you deserve? And therefore mm-hmm. I'm content in all things. One's the way of the world. One's the way of the cross. Are you seeing things in terms of what someone else has with greed? Or are you viewing things in terms of gift from God? View things in terms of the way of gift of God. It really is better. All right.
1: Definitely. Cool.
0: Any other thoughts there? Not for me. All right. Let's carry on. Finish the chapter. Do the whole, do the rest of the chapter. All right.
1: Will this be the first time we've ever done an entire chapter in one segment?
0: Possibly. Well, it's not a very big chapter. (laughs)
1: that's true. After him, Ibzan of Bethlehem, Ibzan, let me try that again, of Bethlehem judged Israel. He had 30 sons and 30 daughters he gave in marriage outside his clan and 30 daughters he brought in from outside for his sons. And he judged Israel seven years. Then Ibzan died and was buried in Bethlehem. After him, Elon, the Zebulonites, judged Israel and he judged Israel 10 years. Then Elon the Zebulonite died and was buried at Ijalon in the land of Zebulun. After him, Abdon the son of Hillel the Pirithonite judged Israel. He had forty sons and thirty grandsons and rode on seven donkeys, and he judged Israel eight years. Then Abdon the son of Hillel the, uh, the Pirithonite died and was buried at Pirathon in the land of Ephraim in the hill country of the Amalekites.
0: Three judges, bam, bam, bam. Not a lot. Nothing Nothing really went well on their watch. Oh, although you do know, well, first of all, we can tell that Thomas needs to be killed because he couldn't pronounce the judge's name. <laughs> <right>. uh, <laughs> Ibzan. Or, yeah, Ibzan. All right. I, I had. To, I better double check myself. Oh. Is it Ibzan and, and, or Ibzan? Oh, good night. I don't know. We're
1: both that, in trouble. That, that's all my right. joke. Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: but then you, you have just, I, I do note how, how it has Ibzan kind of doing some intermarriage between the clans. Now, now not with the foreign nations, but look, we've been fighting each other. We've got, okay, you know, maybe we should try and build up some uh, some uh, acknowledgement that that we are all children of Israel together and, you know, may, maybe a intermarriage did work to, well, this is something that, one of the ways you secured a treaty, one of the ways that you, you fostered good relations was by intermarriage. Because then you both have a vested stake. It's not this family versus that family. We're, we're all one family together. The problem comes in when you start becoming family with what you're not supposed to be family with. When, when, you, when you move beyond the people of God and go into those who don't want to be people of God. The, the beautiful thing with uh, with the children of Israel in theory is that, yeah, we should all want to be children of God. And we should all be like, you know, people of the covenant. Yay! But when you forget that, that's when things go cattywampus. So it's, I, I do like that. Man. So Thomas, you ready to have 60 kids?
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. The thing about that is that would require more than just Rebecca. And I, I don't think
0: uh, either one of us is willing to go that route. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, well, yeah, yeah.
1: That's. Well, well,
0: dear, I'm trying to model my life on the judges. So, uh yeah you're going to need some help with that producing that m- number of kids no no okay like I, we'll, say, we'll not- the,
1: I, I don't know what the duggars are up to with just the one but that's 60 <laughs> that's an enormous
0: enormous <laughs> enormous sum i'm gonna need at least three more gals dear i, I don't know <laughs> what to tell you no. <laughs> all right and anything else on that brief chapter
1: No, I, it's, it's as straightforward as Shamgar was,
0: you just here it is. Now, now we'll note this. Look, I mean, things really have simmered down and they, they should be going well. And yet what happens when things go well, they're going to end up taking a turn to the sideways, a turn to the worst. So how much time do we have before break? About 30 seconds. All right. Then then we definitely will pause here. So, but just we'll, we'll get ready. And, And after, after the break and after the backwards life, we'll have some fun with long-haired freaky people okay well maybe that's not the best way to introduce but we'll (laughs) we'll get back to it all right so be it And we are back on the Gospel Bowlie Podcast. And now we're moving on to the backwards life where we look at a, a pithy phrase or idea of the day and come at it from a different angle and try and get to what's actually going on. Uh, so what you got for us today, Thomas? What is the, the idea or thought for the day? Here's what I want to
1: know, both forwards and backwards. What is the Christian approach to the idea of possible extraterrestrial life, sentient and or non- Oh, okay, all right. We were talking about Star Wars before we started, so it seemed right. perfectly in line with the conversations we've had.
0: Aliens, all right. <laughs> I, I'll start off this way, okay. um, and I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. Uh, Thomas, does the scriptures, do they anywhere? D- does the Bible at any point tell us about the existence of extraterrestrial life? Well, of course, Pastor. Haven't you read the first chapter of Ezekiel? Okay. See, th- this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say the scriptures are silent. Yeah, so, I agree. So this is one where, where where I can't say one way or the other. We're getting the speculation. Now, what I will say is often <laughs> There, There's my bias. We'll try to read aliens into the scriptures. As a hobby, I watch the show Ancient Alien because it's like a travel show with my crazy uncle. <laughs> but, but the assumption is always, what is this? Oh, it must be aliens. And, and, uh, so I think that's pushing things too far. Uh, so here's what I'll say. I confess that God created the heavens and the earth, created the entire universe. If God decided he wanted to have intelligent alien life somewhere else, that's on him. But you know what he has not done? He has not told us about that. He has not revealed it to us. So you know what? We don't need to know about it for salvation. And even if there are aliens popping up somewhere else, okay, so be it. I don't care. That does not change who Jesus Christ is. Right, mm-hmm. right? So so it's one where what would this all I don't know. I'm not gonna tell God what he can or can't do on other planets. So but go go figure. Um it, it, I don't know. Okay, a- ask a follow-up, because now I'm all flustered and cattywampus. Why are you asking this, Thomas? Well, it's just, I've, I've been reading
1: uh, some of the fictional books by Michael Heiser. I believe the titles are The Facade and The Portent, and they have to do with the, the Christian approach to extraterrestrial life and things along those lines. So it's it's forefront of my mind for that reason. But, you know, you do, you see things on both sides of the spectrum where, number one, you think, well, if there's aliens then then they wouldn't fall under the umbrella of salvation because you know they could be just as intelligent or more than people, but they wouldn't be uh, members of the family of God because um you know Jesus didn't assume their form and die for them c s lewis's uh paralandra stuff to the to the contrary I guess so I think that's what throws a lot of people off. I don't necessarily right.
0: think that it should um but we make our statements on the basis of what scripture has said. Yep. That would be totally outside of the ballpark of, I don't know. So it's just that. Uh. Which is something we should be comfortable
1: with, right? I, I don't think that's something we have to have a systematic theology for, per se. Right.
0: Although although I will admit my favorite religious alien thing was on the Simpsons. It was on one of the Treehouse house of horrors where they had the, the, the two tentacle aliens with the things and they showed on up and, and they're like, you pathetic humans! We've been watching your pathetic planet since God created it six thousand years ago. And then they make the sign of the cross, which I thought was just that's a epic. hilarious take. But, nice, nice. <laughs> but it's one of the things where. Well, and I, I, I will bring this up. There is a, a point where a lot of times we can like to go to places where Scripture is silent. So that way we're free to speculate as much as we want and no one can point to scripture telling us that we're wrong. Mm-hmm. But that's one of, the, one of the, the distinctions Luther would make was between God's revealed will and his hidden will. And, and, and his revealed will is what he has shown to us in the scriptures. There's plenty that he wills that he has not given us all the information for why he wills it and how he wills it. For example, we do not know when the end of the world will be. We can mm-hmm. speculate all we want, but that's not what we're supposed to focus on. <laughs> Jesus did many other things, but this is written so that you can believe. All right, right, that, that, that's the point. The possibility of, of extraterrestrial life is one of those things that God hasn't revealed. So it almost becomes a place where we think we can go wild on our, our thoughts and be safely away from the word of God and not have to... T- no, no, no! It's just uh, no stick. Stick to the word, theologically speaking, and write cool fiction if you want to. There you have it. <laughs> so, all right, that makes sense. Works for me. Yeah, that 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 goes. That is beyond my ken as a theologian. Yay! So, all right, there you have it. So, yeah, I, I don't want to make pronouncements one way or the other because the word doesn't make pronouncement one way or another. Yeah, I respect I can that. Speculate, I speculate, but. But you know what my speculation is worth, bubkus. Not a lot. <laughs> if I'm right, it's just dumb luck. That's what <laughs> speculation is. So, meanwhile, let's let's talk about what stocks. to purchase. <laughs> the Bible clearly wants you to invest in this. No, no, no don't don't do that either. That, well, the Hebrew
1: gematria okay. in the next chapter would would tell you that that's a risky investment.
0: All right. Well, let's carry on. We're we're gonna start chapter thirteen. So, are we ready?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's dive in. All right.
1: First one. And the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord gave them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. There was a certain man of Zorah of the tribe of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Behold, you are barren and have not born children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Therefore, be careful and drink no wine or strong drink, <clears throat> drink, and eat nothing unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. No razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to save Israel from the hand of the Philistines.
0: All right, so note what's going on. You have, once again, the people fall into wickedness, and God lets the Philistines mess with them. Alright, if you want to do it your own way, fine. Do it, do it the way of the world. I'll let work it out for you guys. Ha <laughs> ha And then God's gonna intervene. And again, it's gonna be something where it's clear that God intervenes. The Baron conceives. And, and again, don't drink, no, no strong drink, no, no cut in his head. Why? He will be a what? A Nazarite. The point is. That all this stuff, the, the Samson and his long hair, if I can give away that we're going to be talking about Samson, mm-hmm. was to be a reminder and a pointing to God and his power. That that this is not about me, it's about God. All right? So just keep that in your back pocket. These things are to be signs reminding people that God is involved, not the awesome man. Fair enough? Definitely. All right. And anything else there? Oh, did, do you note know that was Jesus, angel, the angel of the Lord. There you have it. Jesus I, is coming to to work out a rescue for his people.
1: I feel like it's worth pointing out that this isn't the first time in Scripture that we've seen the term Nazarite. At least if you're reading from Genesis through on. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could talk a little bit, or we could talk together a bit about what a Nazarite vow was for the uh, the Israelites.
0: I'll let you go. Go for that.
1: Okay. So, and correct me where I'm wrong here, if it if at all, but. So the Nazarite vow, and I I forget the exact reference for this. I'm sure Deuteronomy and Leviticus both might have it, but be that as it may, the Nazarite vow was a vow that uh, people could take usually as adult persons to devote themselves to the Lord for a period of time. You would shave the head at the beginning of the vow. We see Paul doing this later on in Acts to show that he is still a devout Jew, although he is evangelizing with Gentiles. And then after the period of time, or after the the incident where you shave the head, you allow the hair to grow, and not cut you know cut it or, or trim it in any way up until the point at which your vow was completed. At the same time, you weren't to have anything from the grapevine. I mean, no no raisins, no grapes, certainly no wine. Um, and I believe you were supposed to abstain from from certain other things too. Obviously, unclean things, as as any proper Jew would. But it's even more stringent during this period of total dedication to God. Mm-hmm. So basically what, what Christ as the pre-incarnate angel here is telling uh um, the, the Manoah family is that Samson's going to be um, a member of, or, or classed in with this vow from really, really conception. If, if right. even his mom isn't supposed to imbibe in any of the, the grape stuff.
0: Right. All then, of his existence, this is yeah. how it's going to be. Yeah, he's one hundred percent dedicated. Be, yeah, right. Right, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, note too that: that this is not a matter of this will make you more holy, but it is also be to to be a sign to your neighbors, pointing to God. Right. And, and yep. it, it's no, no, no. This is pointing to who God is and what He is doing. I, I am taking this vow as a, a a way to point you to God. So it's not a, exactly. a matter of. I'm doing this to make me more holy. I'm a Nazareth. Right. Hey, I'm better. No, no, it, it, it's, it's designed to be almost a preaching aid, if mm-hmm. you want to think of it that way. it's like the, the Zitzi that they would witness. wear on
1: the corners of their garment. Yeah, just a right. witness to God's mercy in their... there that can go aboutless. sideways,
0: but that's the intended goal. And that's what you have really going on here, that, that this shall be a sign for you. <laughs> His entire life is going to be a sign, and a reminder of, hey, these 40 years, you couldn't get out of it, but I'm sending someone for you to get you out of it.
1: I also think as we move on to, it's it's interesting, and, and maybe this is in the imperfect, I guess I would expect, in the Hebrew. I, I, without looking at it in a while, I wouldn't even be able to say if I saw it in front of me. But we have the text translated, and he shall begin to save Israel from the hand of the Philistines. So unlike men that we've seen in the past where the, the salvation, at least on a temporary basis, is a, a bit more complete in that the Israelites had a bit more freedom, Samson Samson's made very clear that this is only the beginning.
0: Well, and and this is also kind of pointing forward to the fact that uh, you don't get the happy ending with Samson in the sense that, and then when he was done, Samson judged Israel for <laughs> thirty-five years. And they're, no, 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 hardly. He, he he really gets the beginning of it, but he doesn't see it to completion. And so I, and and actually, the Philistines are en, going to end up being the. The bad guys, the the troublers of Israel, in part or in whole, until when?
1: David himself.
0: Oh, until the angel of the Lord says, "Well, no, we'll 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 make sure that that uh, my my father takes the throne and stuff like that." And we'll so yeah. There
1: there's there's a lot of messianic overtones that you could read into or read out from this.
0: We're we're pushing forward to to the Lord. So all right. So what's our time like?
1: Uh, we've got a couple minutes. I can get through this next section.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Go on through verse seven.
1: Then the woman came and told her husband, a man of God came to me and his appearance was like the appearance of the angel of God. Very awesome. I did not ask him where he was from and he did not tell me his name, but he said to me, behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. So then drink no wine or strong drink and eat nothing unclean. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death.
0: So again, she gets the information. She passes it on and says, all right, here's where we're at. And where are we going from here? What, what's going to go on? So it, it's just she heard, she listened. She she says, here's how it is. And all right, hub hubby, wh- wh- what do you think? Wh- what do we do? So again, th- this is good. It's not just running off on her own. It's, hey. Husband and wife working together, listening to what God has said. Oh, wow, that, that, that's a much better pattern than like <laughs> husband and wife conspiring together to ignore the word of God. But hey, that, that, that's a good thing, all right?
1: That's fair. So, so now, speaking looks- of speaking of
0: patterns,
1: I do note that this flips the pattern on its head where previously the Lord said to Abraham's face where Sarah was in the tent that you will bear a child or your wife will, will bear a child. Now it's it's the angel speaking to the woman as maybe – prefigurement of mary in some ways
0: also ends up happening later with uh hannah
1: true enough oh, with another so judge
0: we'll get let's do we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that on, after the break all right so let, let's good. let's break and then we will uh pick that up again and we are back on the gospel boldly podcast and we're gonna go down a rabbit trail all right as noted before the break uh, Thomas know that this kind of is a flip of the pattern that you saw in Genesis where Abraham would be told about the conception and all that. And, and, and now you get the gal who hears and, you know, I, I think that is something just to, to think about a, a bit. Uh, who is the most famous judge of all Thomas? I mean, Samson certainly as
1: a judge is probably famous, but we don't normally think of Samuel as a judge. But I, I think you could probably go that direction with, with the Samuel most famous ultimately. Samuel is
0: the ultimate judge. He is the last judge of Israel, and he is really probably the biggest judge. I mean, when you think about it, how much does Sam, Samuel get? Samuel gets a book where where he is the judge for a book. I mean, he, he's the judge par excellence. Mm-hmm. And how is his, How does his birth come about? His he deals all with his mom, not with his dad. And so, and then forward, you get to to Mary, where you do have the Annunciation to, to Mary. Oh, as a as a side note, uh, one of the things I get to do, uh, one of my side jobs, is I end up helping to write the prayers of the church for the one year series. So this July second, if your church is on the one year series and observes the the Annunciation of the Lord, because that's when it is in the one year series. I got to write the prayers for them, nice. or at least draft them. So I have no idea how much they might get changed. Uh, Pastor Whedon at the 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 office might say, "Oh, these are terrible, brown," and just like <laughs> rip them up. But hey, it's okay. I I sent in a draft. So, but but there is that little neat note that that no, that this is again, this is not going to be the will of man bringing this about. This is God intervening. All right. Sounds good. All right. Look, well, let's right. carry on.
1: Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, "O Lord." Please let the man of God whom you sent come again to us and teach us what we are to do with the child who will be born. And God listened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of the God came again to the woman as she sat in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. So the woman ran quickly and told her husband, Behold, the man who came to me the other day has appeared to me. And Manoah arose and went after his wife and came to the man and said to him, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, Now, when your words come true, what uh, is to be the child's manner of life? And what is his mission? And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Of all that I said to the woman, let her be careful. She may not eat of anything that comes from the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink or eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her,
0: let her observe. All right, let, let, let's compare and contrast this to both Old Testament and New. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Compare this scene to Genesis three. Okay. Think about that. You have, you have the woman being confronted and then she goes to get her husband and let's go make sure that we do things rightly. And we Mm -hmm. make sure that we don't eat what we're not supposed to eat Mm -hmm. compared to the woman talks to the serpent. Mm Well, Adam's, Kind of there and watching on, but not saying anything, not double-checking anything, and they both end up eating what they're not supposed to. So it's like, it it, it almost is a, a mirror image of of the fall, except, yeah. except things done rightly. We do get a refrain
1: of that here. That's a very good
0: point. A- and another thing that is neat, I-, I want to contrast, think about the woman at the well from John. What does Jesus tell her? Hey, hey, hey. Okay, now that I'm here and chatting with you, go get your... Your husband? Oh, I don't have any. Well, actually you do, and the one you're with isn't your husband now, but come on, go. So so you do almost get, Jesus Like, doesn't mind coming and talking to to people together and and setting out the plan of salvation, setting out, whether it's a temporal, this life salvation that, that Samson will work, or whether it is the true full words of eternal life that undoes that bad conversation done by the tree of life where the husband and wife where man and woman messed up
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you
0: see that kind of work themes throughout folks themes throughout throughout that's interesting right. now i thought that was fun speaking okay, of interesting
1: what here's what i noticed uh, so manoa asks about the child and what what the child's mission is supposed to be like what's what's going on with the kid tell me more about my son and the angel of the lord says let me tell you what i told your wife is there any significance to that? He kind of defers that question.
0: Hmm. All right. I hadn't thought of that. There is some of the, hey, don't don't worry about other people. I'm talking to you here. Uh-huh. All right. So, so there is sort of a stay in your lane. The, this isn't going to be about you. It's going to be about him. And here's what you need to do now. All yeah. Right. And... and I don't know. Maybe it is trying to undercut some of the 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 glory talk or the the who? What's my boy going to be? No, 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 no. Let, let's focus. First things first. Let us focus 1st things 1st let us stay on target. <laughs> <laughs> stay right. on target. So, so I don't know. And it is just, hey, make sure you follow what is said. Cling to the word. Observe the word that I am speaking to you. Mm-hmm. So, all right.
1: Mm-hmm. That works for so me. We
0: car- let's carry on.
1: All right. There's my son. Speaking of kiddos. Hi, buddy. Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, please let us detain you and prepare a young goat for you. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, if you detain me, I will not eat of your food. But if you prepare a burnt offering, then offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know that he was the angel of the Lord.
0: Okay, let's pause there. I'm not going to eat your food, man. Again, we're, we're dealing with the, the, this is about what you shouldn't be eating. I, I like that. It's just a, a, a good parallel to, no, I'm this is not about what we're going to eat. It's about what we're not going to eat. Stay on target. Keep the focus. Now, if you want to, you can do a sacrifice. And of course, we do have the pointing forward, I guess, to where there is a time where Jesus says, all right, there is something I am going to eat. <laughs> Take and eat. Take mm-hmm. and drink. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, it has something to do with sacrifice you, you well. can you can make connections and parallels throughout this whole thing this is this is uh, points backwards points forward uh, okay all right i don't know if that was super clear but hey that's as, uh, as articulate as you're going to get from me at the moment
1: that's fair i'm uh distracted by my kiddo out there wailing a little bit have you seen that clip of that gentleman who was uh on uh, some news <laughs> show and his kids come well, yeah, in, in the was background on
0: bbc yeah yeah, yeah. That was pretty great. <laughs> hey, hey, we're, we're professional grade now. We're BBC worthy. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's carry on.
1: Okay. And Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, what is your name so that when your words come true, we may honor you. And the angel of the Lord said to him, why do you ask my name? Seeing it is wonderful. So Manoah took the young goat with the grain offering and offered it on the rock to the Lord, to the one who works wonders. And Manoah and his wife were watching. And when the flame went up toward heaven from the altar, the angel of the Lord went up in the flame of the altar. Now Manoah and his wife are watching, and they fell on their faces to the ground.
0: Now again, there there is often that, that what is your name? Who are you? Who are you? So so I, I know who I've been wrestling with all night. Uh, when the people of Israel ask who has sent me, who, what shall I say? What, what's your name? And uh, no, no, don't, don't deal with, I, I'm the Lord God, I give names. But N- not to you guys, not, not that you fear. Figure- All right. So, so again, this is, they finally put together. Okay. Yeah. This really is the angel of the Lord. This is, and so what do you do again? This is for those who, who want to deny that the angel of the Lord actually is God is, is Christ. What do they do? They see him and they worship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. There you go. So yeah, again, this is going to be done my way, not your way. This is going to be accomplished how I want it because guess what? I'm God and I'm in control and I'm going to save you guys. All right. Three means. All right, there you go. All right. Nice. So any other thoughts there?
1: Hmm. 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 There's, there's a lot in that paragraph. I feel like we could get detained for hours to go through it all. So I guess I'll just ask this one. Um, the the issue of the name, which you kind of covered already, is there any mm-hmm. particular meaning we take away from him saying it is wonderful?
0: Well, that that idea of it being wonderful is the idea of of it being beyond you. It's beyond your ability to to fully comprehend. Oh, makes we sense. like to name folks to get control over them. That mm-hmm. that's one of the ideas that if you if you can put a name to something, if you can identify it, you have some type of control or power over it.
1: Almost as if Noah is kind of thinking this might be some god he could make a patron or some some entity he can make a patron deity for himself. Almost, I, I wouldn't even
0: go there. But but it's just one of the things. If 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 you can put a name on something, you kind of have some authority over. it. For example, did you get to choose the name of your kid? Sure did. That that that's a signal of your authority. So so. N- well, we get this with a call upon the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. God has told us how we can have access to him. We We, we don't need to go create a new one. So, so it's sort of like, well, what, what, what's your name that we can, uh, you know, call upon you and, and give, dude, you already have the name that you're to call upon me by. You you, you already got it. You don't need something new. That's fair. Yeah. You're just not putting two and two together yet. Yeah. I think, I uh, think that's exactly right. I, I hear that wonderful. And then, then, uh, the, uh, Hallelujah! Chorus goes off in my head, or, or handles massage, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Okay, that true counselor. Or so, but it's one of the things where you have that. Again, you're not in control. I will give you the. I've given you the information you need to go. No, guy, it's okay. All right, I don't. I don't need to give you anymore.
1: Cool. So, what else? Uh, that's it. You want to finish the paragraph and be Let's done with the chapter? Finish
0: the paragraph. Oh, two chapters in one show, man. Awesome. Nice, right? All right.
1: The angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and to his wife. Then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, We shall surely die, for we have seen God. But his wife said to him, If the Lord had meant to kill us, uh, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a grain offering at our hands, or shown us all these things, or now announced to us such things as these. And the woman bore a son and called his name Samson. And the young man grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the spirit of the Lord began to stir him in Menina Mehen Mashalakahai.
0: Killing uh, me, I can't speak it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Between Zora and Eshtal. And that is why I have Thomas read the Old Testament. not me. <laughs> All right. Now, I, I do think the reaction is, is interesting. Again, the guy's like, oh, we're going to die. She's like, probably not, because I think he has us here for a reason. So I, think, I think we're okay, at least until the kid gets bored. But... Uh, but you do get that that strong emphasis on look, this is the Lord, this is God Almighty who has come to us. And he doesn't show up to him again. The the point isn't, hey, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna constantly show on up and tell you, no, no, you've gotten the information you need, you've heard the word, cling to the word, and and yeah, that that's how things are gonna go. And look, God goes at work, and the the Spirit works in him, and 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 causes him, begins to stir him in, Mahanadon. Yeah, Mahanadon.
1: Yeah,
0: I think that's and, it. And and the other places. And look, God is going to accomplish His will through His instruments. So you get this wonderful, just. No, it's not about what we know and what we plan. And and let's contrast this to the, the Ephraimites from earlier in the lesson where, where it's like, Oh yeah, we want to get on this why? No, no, it's not about you. It's about what God is doing. And likewise, we get that even here with Manoah and his wife. And and hey, yeah, yeah, it, it's about what God is going to accomplish. So any other thoughts? Oh, we're on to Samson. Yeah. And, and the spirit began to stir him and let his hair grow long into those beautiful <laughs> curly locks that'll drive the ladies wild now, or something like that. W-
1: when it so. says spirit here, are we sure it w- it's not talking
0: about wind and like blowing through his long wavy locks? Oh, great way to end on heresy, Thomas. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll try to correct all of these errors of Thomas's next time uh, on the next gospel boldly <laughs> podcast. So, so do tune in. Hopefully it won't take as long, but we'll get to it. All right. So have a great week enjoy the gifts that god has given you especially the gifts of life and salvation have a great one all right